In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin. And this is episode number 17, Utility Players. Utility Players. Because you know what? The people that we picked for this themed episode can do more than one thing. They yeah, are they multi-talented. Yes. And in fact, this came from another listener who suggested a theme idea. His name is Adam. And he suggested a theme about one-hit wonders which we sort of adapted because we wanted to focus on people that can do more than one thing. Yes. So this is their first foray into another field yeah. beyond where they were known. Yeah. We picked people that you would maybe, if you knew their other jobs, be surprised that they wrote a book, mm-hmm. but they're fantastic. And so we hope that they aren't one hit wonders. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it also makes us a little bit frustrated that they're multi-talented. Yeah. It's uh, it's enraging. It like, is. It's Absolutely infuriating. Like, stay in your lane. Yeah. Why do you have to be so good at everything? I know. You're that guy. Okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah, I feel so inadequate. Yeah. Great. Awesome. You yeah. Said, oh, you could. Oh, you can ice skate too. Great. <laughs> wow. Right. Oh, you're in the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're an actor and a singer. Great. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We're not gonna be friends. Fine. <sighs> but it did make us sort of have to look at some of our own unique skills and talents. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, I mean, we've got some cross talent. I, I feel mean, like we are somewhat talented yeah. in things. Yeah. Yeah. So what's uh, one skill that you think someone would be surprised to know that you had a skill oh, or talent? Well, you know what? What? I can do a mean Excel sheet. <laughs> I can organize a project like nobody's business. That is, yes, 
True. And I can keep track of what I'm doing over a long project through copious Excel sheets that are just impressive as hell. I'll be honest. Glorious. Yeah. You're the Excel master. Like I look at them and I also have to, um, you know, understand that sometimes I'm procrastinating from the thing I should be doing because I am focusing on making a bomb ass, you know, Excel sheet. Mm -hmm. And I am. This is yet another way of a ride or die because <laughs> I relate to all of that. And I, I am not the Excel master that you are, mm -hmm. but I would say that I would, my skill that I thought that I had was similar in that I think people will be surprised to know that I love accounting. Oh, yeah. I love keeping our books. Yeah. I love adding things up and subtracting things. You know, and things just taxes make sense. And it's weird. I know. It doesn't go with any other part of my personality. And if you knew me in high school, you would be like, you couldn't even pass algebra. So what <laughs> are you doing? That seems very ill-advised. But I love it. You know, I took an accounting class my senior year of high school. because I was like, you know what? This field, I think I could actually do. Even though I hate math, yeah. this makes sense in yes. some way. Yeah. Everything just comes together. It does. It's you got one goal. You're just getting there. It's got to feel gratifying as hell. It is. It's like a little puzzle. I get so excited. Mm. Yeah. And if someone gives you a problem to solve <sighs> via accounting. Yeah. Good Lord. I'll find it. So that's kind of like your super skill. Mm -hmm. I wonder what a superhero name would be. Based on your accounting, the, the accountant, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a movie with Ben Affleck and he was intense. Oh, in okay. Movie. We don't, we don't yeah. want to do that. Um, okay. Okay. Hmm. Huh. The bookkeeper. Ooh. Is that a little, cause then it's like yeah. double meaning, like books and bookkeeping. Oh my God. Yeah. We found your alter that's ego. the nerdiest superhero name <laughs> in all the land. <laughs> if you ever join one of those online, like uh, multiplayer games, you have to go as the bookkeeper. bookkeeper. I yeah. will. I will. I will. And you will be feared across the land. I, will I? Yes. Yeah. I feel like the kind of one that would be like, have a cameo in one of the Marvel movies that they would make <laughs> yeah. fun of. Like, oh, the bookkeeper didn't quite make it. Like, oh God, he's, you know. But you're still in that movie. Yeah. Hey, I still made a cameo, mm -hmm. so suck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So knowing that is a skill of mm -hmm. yours, maybe a secret skill. Yeah. What's a skill you wish you had? <sighs> I wish that I could be an artist. And I mean this, mm. like those people that can paint amazingly yeah. or create these amazing artistic things and not just that, but then they can sell it. Like they have the swag to be able to be in an art show and be like, yeah, I made that. And I'm mm -hmm. way too cool to explain it to you. <laughs> I'm like, just going to let you yeah, think about it. Yeah. I wish Challenge I had that. You. Yeah. Cause you look at them and think, oh man, it would be so cool to even, I mean, so both sides, abstract and, you know, the ones that they do silhouettes, they do people, mm -hmm. all that, both sides. But I think you could potentially like create some weird piece of art, put it up in a gallery and then just have that swag and just wait yeah. for someone to explain it, to, to give their thought of what it means. And you're like, nope, you're wrong. I, yeah, I think that I could, but then I also have this fear that that it would just seem like a really weird Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what's the punchline here? You didn't, did you make that? You didn't make this. You did. Okay. And you think it has meaning? No, it doesn't. Like, they would just yeah. immediately know I was a fraud, I feel like. Hmm. Not if it was Kristen Wiig playing you. You oh, would believe it. That's true. Yeah. 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 If we can put other people in. Sure. Done. Awesome. Done. Okay. So what about you? What's hmm. one? I wish I could play the piano. Oh. I've always wanted to, like, I've even taken classes. It just doesn't stick, Erin. Oh, I don't know what okay. it is. It's like I can do one hand. <laughs> if I combine the two hands, everything just goes out the window. Like, really? it, they can't operate independently of each other or something, which is so oh. weird because I can type 
like a mother effort, but you know, so like, your hands are codependent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. They don't want to be alone. They don't want to do No, I'm not going to do that part no. of the song without you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I have. Tr- I swear, I'm multiple times in my life, I've been like, all right, this is it. This is when it's going to happen. I'm going to buy myself a little keyboard. I'm going to take some lessons online or whatever. <laughs> I get maybe one lesson in. I'm just like, God damn it. What if you, maybe you just need a combo. Like, what if you went with a keytar instead no. of a keyboard? <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, maybe your hands just need to be totally involved in separate things. Like one do. needs to be rocking a guitar, and one needs to keyboard. Oh man, guitar you're right. might have been made for you. I think it might have been. Mm-hmm. And then I can come up with your theme song as the bookkeeper. Awesome. So then when you walk in, you got a nice guitar solo going yes. on, like announcing your presence. What I pictured right away too was some <laughs> really great strap for your guitar that yeah. has like all your old bands, like all their pins. Oh, you know, god, that yes. could be on there. Like a very, very prominent David Bowie for sure. You know, bikini kill some yes. of those other ones all over there all of them just jamming on your keytar. oh my god and hopefully it has that demo button that all the keyboards have that's like <laughs> wake me up before you go go i don't play you know go and so stop like, we're gonna have to pay for it <laughs> no that was the keyboard demo rendition oh, all right, all right. Yeah, okay it wasn't yeah, even yeah. close it wasn't even close okay if great. you want money for that shame on you <laughs> shame on you wham yeah <laughs> you forgot it was wham <laughs> george oh, michael well come. i guess they're dead now Good luck, George Michael, (laughs) getting that from me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, you know, okay, so unlike us, yes, we have a few skills Mm -hmm. that we are real proud of and some new skills we might try and learn eventually. But, you know, the people in our picks, they are real strong in one area and then freaking coming out strong in another one. Yeah, it's depressing and amazing. It really is. So my first pick is a prime example of this. Awesome. It is called Gather the Daughters by oh. Jenny Melamed. This was from 2017. And the book starts with a young teen girl who gets her period in class. Mortifying, embarrassing. We've probably all been there. Mm-hmm. It's real It's real sucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this means in this world of this book, she's going to have her summer of fruition, which she's super devastated about. So we're like, okay, that sounds real creepy. What is that? Yeah. We are in this strange old fashioned place. There's like an old school house. It's really rigid teaching going on. But we quickly learn this is an island populated by a really small group of people who all escaped uh, a few years ago after the rest of the world was pretty much decimated by like nuclear holocaust. Oh. So, hmm. yeah. All right. But the people that have come here, they've created a whole weird cult around ancestor worship, around rites of passage. <sighs> so... That's- this is going to take a turn. It is. Because we follow a few teen girls, some who have gone through this summer of fruition that involves some real weird sexual rights. I'll be honest. Oh. Yep. Um, but some of them have not yet had their period. And if they're not yet considered adults or adolescents, they get all summer long to just run free. They are feral. They get to leave their parents behind, go fight each other for food, basically live like animals on this island all summer long. Oh, my gosh. But then this summer, in this book, one of the young girls sees and hears something she's not supposed to. And what happens is she starts telling some of the other girls, and then they decide this whole system is kind of messed up. Oh. So they stage a revolt. It's real intense. And real entertaining. And why I chose this is because Jenny Melamed is a psychiatric nurse practitioner specializing in traumatized children. Oh, God. She did her doctorate work 
get this, on anthropological, biological, and cultural aspects of child abuse. She knows her shit. <laughs> but also, she can tell a story. Yeah. The writing in this book is phenomenal. But knowing where she came from, knowing yeah. she has this basis for us. So she's creating this whole world. But there's a lot of things that she's pulling in from her own studies, from her wow. own research. It's incredible. Um one thing to note, as I've mentioned, there is a major thread, obviously, of child abuse, child sexual abuse. So if that is something you don't want to read about, totally understand, may want to skip this book. But if you can hang in, it is it is quite a ride. It's um it's wow. really it's really sad, it's really um heartfelt, but it's hopeful too, in a way, at the end. So I highly recommend it. In fact, in some of the research that I was seeing this week about this book, there may be another one coming. She oh. says that she wants to maybe revisit this world at another time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. So a nurse, a doctor, a doctorate, and a writer. Just It really, really wow. annoyed me. I got to be honest. Yeah. Because it was wow. good. <sighs> Damn it. But... I mean, good for her. Kudos Way to, to you, Jenny Melamed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely amazing how she does. You can tell, like, knowing her history, mm -hmm. knowing what she's studied, you know that everything in there is chosen for a reason. Yeah. That maybe kind of like The Handmaid's Tale did um, when Margaret Atwood wrote it, everything was based on something that existed somewhere in the world. Right. Some yeah. sort of ritual, some sort of system. Yeah. Gosh. That so, sounds great, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, despite obviously the heavy topic matter, it just yes. sounds amazing that she thread all that together. Indeed. So medical professional and good author. Rock star author. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Well, she's a utility player, you might say. Utility player. Mm -hmm. huh. I like it. <laughs> well, I hope she isn't a one hit wonder. I hope, I hope she not. does revisit yes. the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, mine is a fiction pick. And this is actually, um, we don't tend to do this a ton, but this is actually a newer release. Um, it was published in April of 2019. And it's called Miracle Creek by mm. Angie Kim. And it's the debut novel for this author. So um, she was actually previously a trial lawyer. She went to Stanford and then Harvard Law School, and then practiced as a trial lawyer in a big law firm. Damn it. I know. Right? I think every one of our picks this week is just going to make us feel real inadequate. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. Look what you've it. been doing. Yeah. Oh, all that. Oh, oh all okay. that. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I, yeah. I binged like three <laughs> seasons of The Real Housewives, but well, you did sound great too. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I mean, no judgment. I mean, like, I mean. You know, podcasts got me on a strict schedule. Yeah. I can only excel really. Yeah, that's maybe fair. If you're going to be a good cat guardian. Right. Then. You got to. There's things you're going to have to sacrifice. And exactly. law school is probably one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so she's previously trial lawyer. So this book, it's it's a mystery, it's a family drama, it's got complex relationships. It's it's got some trial elements in it, Ooh. so she pulled that in. But we are taken to this small town in Virginia where there is uh, a place called the Miracle Submarine. So this is a pressurized ox oxygen tank that this family runs that um, is supposed to help people with special needs. Like they say that, you know, kids that are on the autism spectrum or kids that have other kind of diseases, uh, men that have fertility issues, they taking, you know, um, pressurizing the oxygen, putting them in this tank is supposed to help these behaviors or help balance out some things. So it's, it's long been done in other countries, which is where we get this family. They're actually immigrants. And the father was an expert in this, um, in where they came from. So he decides that they're going to start this here 
and it's taken off. It's really popular until uh, someone lights a fire right outside the tanks when the people are inside the submarine. So there's a huge explosion and two people are murdered, essentially. So from there, we work, we're going through the trial and then we're also working backwards to the moment of the fire being set through Mm -hmm. all these different characters that are involved that all have their own reasons for, um, possibly wanting the fire. They all have their own reasons and secrets of things that are going on in their lives. It is fascinating. I tore through it. Um, it's gripping. It's heartbreaking. It's so beautifully written. I mean, if she didn't write something else, it would be devastating because she's so talented. And it, I don't even know. How could you be such an amazing trial lawyer and then also be this gripping of a story? And wow. I, I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see the ending coming. It's not like it's some huge surprise thing. It doesn't rely on twists. It's just really a very deep look into relationships, what um, how family keeps secrets from each other, how people at different points in their lives, what they need from each other and whether they give, get that or don't get that. It mm-hmm. was wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder with someone like this author, if they'd always been interested in writing and maybe focused on law because, mm-hmm. you know, you can make a living right. as yeah. a lawyer. Yeah. But maybe, you know, at some point she's like, I can't deny this anymore. I got to write. Deny this, yeah, this need yeah. to get this down in paper. And thank God, because it was a great story. <laughs> I say kudos. <laughs> It was awesome. I wonder with some of our utility players, too. Like, I I know my author, she plans to write more. Mm -hmm. I I hope your author does as well. Um, I wonder if they'll continue with their day job or if they'll just be like, nope, I'm going to commit. Yes. I got the impression because I tried to do some research on that Mm -hmm. just to see. And I got the impression that she's writing kind of full time now. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it didn't specifically say that, but that's sort of the way it was worded Mm -hmm. in the biography kind of made me think that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Incredible. Yeah. So good. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And what I think is interesting about our utility players thus far, too, that I think is important to point out, because a lot of writers have to do other jobs while they're writing to support themselves. But not. It's. I think it's less common to have jobs that are so involved themselves. I mean, being a lawyer, being a a nurse practitioner, those are things that are time consuming. Mm -hmm. You bring that job home all the time. So to have any amount left over, you know, that's different than being a waitress or you know, or even being an office job, like, you know, right. you and I have, like, yeah. it's a, it's a different, yeah, a different, different level feel. of intensity. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. It would be easy to, you know, click out of something and pull up a word doc for mm-hmm. an hour, but not, you can't do that when you got, you know, psychiatric patients to no. see or, you know, someone to help beat a murder charge. Like yeah. that's, so then I wonder what's their sleep schedule like? <sighs> it's gotta be nothing. Oh, which is bad for them. Yeah. I mean, that's not good either. No, you no. need your sleep. Another special skill I possess. <laughs> like sleep. Man, so do I. Yeah. You know what else I like? Food. Is yeah. that a special skill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Sleep and food. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that is some of the basic human necessities. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we turned like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the bottom of the pyramid, we turned into special skills. Not even the top. The bottom. Oh. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's things we do by instinct and then there's things we do with skill. Yeah, that's true. We sleep true. with skill. Yeah, I do. I eat with skill. Damn right. <laughs> and by skill, I don't mean not spilling on me because I, I do. Oh, that. I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's not like any kind of special. No. No. Okay. That's... It's just like a feat in just saying like, yeah. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat this. I'm, I'm going to eat it now. All of it. Yeah. And I feel like we have a special skill at finding new good places to eat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. a skill. Sure. 
I mean, we kind of turned Des Moines on to Kathmandu. Let's we be did. And I kind of, I kind of want to take responsibility for acai bowl too. For sure. Yeah. Which we went to today and there's line out the door. Yeah. That's on us. Yeah. Cause we were there when there was no line. <laughs> we were there in the dead of winter. We were, it was freezing and we were still eating that acai base deliciousness. And I still don't understand why they don't just have our food waiting for us when we come in. I know it's, an, it's incredibly infuriating. There was a moment today when we were in line and someone said, Aaron, and I thought, wow, they did it. They did it. They remembered and they just made it. <laughs> My whole life culminated to this point. <laughs> and then it was dashed when someone else with the same name took it. That's kind of like, I've always wanted to be able to go into a bar and just be like, yep, the usual. And yes. then just have them give me whatever is that usual at the time. Do you know like that? That's old fashioned. I knew someone in college that <laughs> went to college in a different state, but, uh, the Taco Bell that he frequented oh, knew him no. so well. And he ordered so much food at one time that they had a button for him. <laughs> So that the workers wouldn't have to type it all in. Oh they had God. a button. They programmed a button. And I was like, you've made it. You've Holy got your crap. own button at the Taco Bell. What did they do when he left? Did they have to I remove have no the idea. button? Yeah. Probably a big part of their monthly take Yeah, was... they probably Yeah, that franchise probably closed. Oh, my God. They're like, what happened? <laughs> what happened to <laughs> Where'd Cliff go? Yeah. I don't know. His name is Cliff. <laughs> no, but me. that's all right. I like okay. it. Yeah, I like I it. I just like yeah. the idea of a button named Cliff. I just Cliff. like the, the image of him having to stand at Taco Bell and like say it multiple times so they could program it in. Because mm -hmm. you know that didn't happen easily. Sure. So they're just like, okay, write it. Okay, no. What was the next thing? Another Chalupa. Another. <laughs> this, this is number four, right? Okay. Not three. Four? Okay. Just checking. All right. And the nachos <laughs> is that two orders oh it is two orders of nachos okay good and a churro <laughs> and Impressed. that's probably not even scratching the surface no no wow i mean kudos to you i guess yeah got your so own i guess button. he's a utility player in yeah keeping taco bell alive good for you good job you know what if there's you gotta fight for something <laughs> so you might as well have that be it right Fight for your button at taco bell yeah you know what well, on the note of, you know, more, more. utility players. Yes, give us more. My other genre pick this week is called Girl in a Band by Kim Gordon from 2015. This does not sound at all like a book you would pick no, up. No, not at all, no, right? No. Uh -huh. Kim Gordon is uh, or was the singer and bassist for Sonic Youth. Also an artist, a visual artist, a performance artist. She's been in a number of bands since Sonic Youth. So all around just artistic, musically inclined. Do you feel like there's, I feel like there's a lot of artists that have that. Yes. They are artistic in more than one area. Like yeah. it comes out in a lot of ways. In fact, it was hard to uh, narrow down this other genre pick this week because there's a lot of like memoirs and things by artists and musicians that it just, it works so well the way that they transfer yeah. that kind of art to the page. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in this book, Kim Gordon's book, we start in Brazil at Sonic Youth's last show. Um, Kim Gordon is absolutely hating this because she's not speaking to her husband and bandmate, Thurston Moore, because it's recently been revealed there's been a years-long affair with another person. And so the marriage and the band is ending after 30-some years. So we're at a really rough, raw transition point for her. But she goes back and she documents her childhood in California. Um, she talks about her brother, who was a very important uh, force in her life, but who was, who was also potentially schizophrenic, somewhat abusive. Um, it moves to when she moved to New York City in late 70s, early 80s, you know, the dirty sort of old New York City before it got kind of cleaned up um, to be an artist. And there she met Thurston Moore and they started the band Sonic Youth. Um, so 
it chronicles that. It also chronicles the beginning of sort of alternative music, which I'm putting in quotes because there's never been a real clear definition of what alternative right, yeah. music is. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the time, late 80s, early 90s, it started being like Nirvana. And it talks about her friendship with Kurt Cobain and other oh, artists like that. Um, laced throughout the book is this sort of deep sadness, you know, at, at this time in her life when everything is changing, she's looking back, but also a bit of hope too. Like now, you know, I, I get to do other things. I get to try new things, um, to show who she really is. And like I said, if you've, uh, you know, this is, I chose this because she is known for her music and for her art. Um, one thing I really liked too, is that if you've ever watched, Sonic Youth, listen to Sonic Youth, seen a video for them. Kim always sort of looks like almost unattainable, like very cool. Like you can't, you don't want to, you wouldn't be the person, she wouldn't be the person you'd go up to at a party to start talking to because she'd feel real like inadequate, Uh, feel real like, oh, she won't be interested in me kind of thing. Right, unapproachable. Yes. And a lot of um, reviewers and other music critics would talk about how she was so aloof and how, you know, that Mm. was one of her things. In the book, she's very clearly talks about like, I was cripplingly shy. I was very, she had this intense sort of imposter syndrome too. So she used that facade as like, you know. A protection. Yeah, yeah. as a protection. And it's it's so fascinating to see that and to then imagine all these other artists, musicians, people like that, that especially women, I think, that may be using that as a sort of self-protection measure. Um, She... She's very sensitive as well, and that is sort of drove her art. And so we get to see that through the book. Um, I really like this because she allows herself to be very accessible, to be very raw, to be very vulnerable. And it's it's just a wonderful book because of that. And the way she writes is killer. And again, makes me upset. She's so freaking She's doing it. talented. So yeah. Kim Gordon's great. Yeah. Girl in a band. It's wonderful. And um I think she also talks about that idea, the the very title, you know, Girl in a Band. For so long, she was sort of pigeonholed as a female musician, as the one girl in mm. Sonic Youth, you know, got all sorts of questions like, what's it like to be the girl in the band? Hence the name. Uh, so she kind of answers that in really fun. That is great. Kind of F.U. fashion. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Well, my nonfiction pick, I went, I went a different direction because I was like you, I had, there was a lot that you could pick here because it seemed like there are a lot of um, either celebrities or musicians, artists that have written memoirs that I've read and were great. And, you know, you could pick for this, but I picked this person because um, not a one hit wonder in the sense that there was only one book on this topic, but again, someone that taking this and having having writing be a skill where it's entertaining on this topic. So I picked Freakonomics, a rogue mm. economist explores the hidden side of everything by Stephen Levitt. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so he, it, this was published in 2005. You might've heard of it in a variety of different ways. Cause he went on to publish super uh, Freakonomics and then a couple other books. Um, I, I think he might even have a podcast now. I mean, it was fairly popular when it came out. Um, and he was in fact voted as by time magazine as one of the hundred people who shaped our world in 2006. And that's, that's why I picked him as a utility player because he's um, a, an economist at heart. I mean, that's what he went to school for. That's what he studied. Um, and generally, I mean, and that's probably somewhat of a stereotype, but generally in those kind of scientific areas or areas that are really math heavy or research heavy, you tend to get more dry type you writing. Sure do. Yeah. yeah. And so, but this book is absolutely not that. It is so fascinating. It's like a, a, 
economy book with a so, uh, society tie-in. It's sociology and the economic side of it. So I, I think that anybody would enjoy it. It's sectioned into chapters. Basically, he's answering questions in each chapter, and he's drawing these um, things together that you would never have guessed related to each other. So like one of the questions he answers is, which is more dangerous, a gun or a swimming pool? What do school teachers and sumo wrestlers have in common? Why do drug dealers still live with their moms? <laughs> How much do parents really matter? What kind of impact did Roe versus Wade have on violent crime? It, so many things that you would think, I never would have thought those things were connected. And he breaks it down and explains why we saw you know, a, a decrease in violent crime after Roe v. Wade was passed. And he gives you all the scientific evidence. Wow. He explains all the connections. But it's so interesting. And it's so fascinating to look at something like this in that way. Um, there's a blurb about it that says, if morality represents how we would like the world to work, then economics represents how it actually does work. Interesting. Which is so, yeah, it's great. I He talks about the inner workings of a crack gang, um, myths of campaign finance, so many things. My favorite is that he does this whole section about parenting and all these things that we sometimes shame parents for, or, you know, they kind of have that competition of like, well, I do this, I do right. this. And he breaks down the ones that have a direct impact and the ones that don't particularly ones that I think are are rife with being able to shame somebody about. So he says, reading to your child, having books in the house, no surprise, direct impact mm -hmm. on um, literacy rates and dropout rates, things like that. One parent households, no direct impact. <laughs> I mean, so many things that I was like, oh, that's fascinating that that's, you know, a, a household where both parents work, no direct impact. Wow. On thing, you know, on, and he's talking about very specific things. So, mm -hmm. you know, but it's fascinating some of those t things that he draws and how he explains those. And just, it's a, just a different way to look at a lot of things that you would just never consider looking at that way. Mm -hmm. And for something that sounds like it could be so dry, like a book about economics, it's fascinating. Wow. And I really think anybody would enjoy it, mm -hmm. honestly. it's And you can kind of take it by section. Like if something doesn't really interest you, you could skip to the next chapter and read about a different question he's answering. So wow. Yeah. I Is he, um, you said he's done like other versions. Of yeah. Freakonomics. He did a, like kind of like the sequel was super Freakonomics. Okay. And then there was one like think like a Freakonomic, I think, or mm -hmm. something along those lines where he was kind of trying to show how he pulls those parallels out or how he discovers the things that he wants to talk about. So yeah, yeah he had monster success. So to mm -hmm. say, you know, that it was a one hit wonder isn't true because he did a lot of books, but a utility player in the fact that being able to mm -hmm. take such a dry, somewhat statistical dense topic and yes. make it read like a story. I yeah. mean, to get down to like the human element of it. So interesting. It is. Yeah. I would want him to do something um, more current now so we can see like, you know, yeah. thinking about like the parent aspect of, you know, how does social media impact your kids? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I that bet. would be. And, yeah. you know, he very well might. I should probably do some research because I'm pretty sure he still has the podcast. So oh, he wow. might. He might. Yeah, yeah get true. into some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I should probably do that. In fact, I will and I'll get back oh, to you. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. We'll Sorry that to be give a you a side. task. No, that's all right. Okay. We always do that, don't that's we? That's true. Yeah, we didn't come up with the business yet, so I might as well have a to-do list. <laughs> You know what would be a good business idea? Because I've done this at work a lot. Whenever you work in like academia, which I have, or mm -hmm. medicine, 
it's exactly like what you say when they're trying to communicate um, the ability to communicate something and not be dry is so rare. So mm-hmm. one, it shows, yes, how amazing he was and able to translate that. But two, we can do that. Yeah. I've done it at work. We should go and do our own business. Just oh. translating people's gibberish into, into story. Awesome stories. Oh, boom. God, you're right. Yeah. We're going to need another spot in the strip mall. <laughs> I don't know what the name for that business is. We're going to work but... in the strip mall? Yeah. Well, yeah. Remember, we have to have like the oh, that's right, penguin right. store oh, and the for... cog store. We've had the... so many. Yeah. I, I forget. Yeah. You know? It just like... keeps expanding. It's wow. going to be. Uh... We need to draw a map of like our strip mall so we can just keep an idea oh, of what's going where. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'll write oh, that good. Down. Aaron's writing that down. Map mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. strip mall. Yeah. And then, you know, we could put that on social media so every time we have an idea, someone could see where yeah. the new store is going to be. Oh, my God. You could get excited for the ribbon cutting oh. with those big scissors. I've always wanted to use those. Oh, Big God, scissors. Yeah. I want to use those big those? scissors multiple times, not just when we open, but like maybe every morning. Every just day. like <laughs> opening the mail. <laughs> oh, shoot. I cut it in half again. I want to know where they get them because I've looked at yeah. Office Max and they're not there. Hmm. Must be like a special politician novelty shop or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I'd really like a pair. I'd like the one too. God, we would cut the shit out of some things. Can you imagine? It'd be so great. I'd love to just show up someplace where they shouldn't be and just be like getting on an airplane. Oh, shoot. I forgot those are in my bag. It wasn't shown on the thing. Like, it's just tiny scissors. Didn't say anything about big ones. What do you mean I could do damage with these? Oh, man, that'd be great. I mean, it might end bad, but it'd be oh, hilarious. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, and we yeah. would, you know, stream it live to all of our fans. And then yes. when it turns bloody, like, well, we had a good run. Why don't I just get a pair for like next Christmas when my kids are struggling yeah. to open presents and be like, let me get that for you. <laughs> like, I thought of this. Oh, shoot. I cut your Xbox in half. <laughs> Damn big scissors. Dang it. Super powerful. <laughs> Just kidding. We didn't buy you an Xbox. <laughs> Tricked you with the big scissors. Yeah. That's what you got. A pair of big scissors. I already used them. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> well, we've uh, we've had some good utility players. Amazing now, utility players. Through all players. of our books. Yes. Now we're going to turn to pop culture. And boy, this are you in first. store for something. This is a Browns and Books first. It is indeed. Because we picked the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we knew we were picking the same thing. Yes, on purpose, on purpose. Because we we saw this movie together this week. We did. And have not been able to stop talking about this damn thing. No, I can't. No. I can't stop talking. Do you want to say what it is, Erin? Well, how about I reveal the utility player? Okay, so our utility player related to this movie is Olivia Wilde. Mm Mm-hmm. Because previously, wonderful actress. Absolutely. Lots of great stuff under her belt. She decided she's going to direct a movie. She sure did. And what was that movie? That movie was Booksmart. Starring glorious, <laughs> <laughs> starring two young women named Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver. Yes. I think. Good yes. job. Thank you. I well, I've, know we've gotten obsessed. <laughs> I've been doing some deep dives into books. I have too, but I've not remembered the names very well. Clearly. Oh, so this movie. Do you want to talk about the plot? It's so good. Yeah. So it's essentially these two. Um, Great friends. Are wonderful friends. Wonderful friends. Molly and Amy. Molly and Amy. 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 And where could we go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to graduate the next day. And they're real proud of themselves because they got into their dream colleges. Yale. Mm-hmm. She's the valedictorian Molly is. So mm-hmm. she feels like every decision she's made this far has been on point. She yes. has chosen to study and take the solid 
Yes. Good path. Not engaged high school. in any tomfoolery with alcohol, no. drugs, no. partying. Not None even a that. little bit. No. To the point where a lot of her classmates think she's somewhat uptight. Yes. Okay. So she has this horrible epiphany on the last mm-hmm. day of school and finds out that all these people that she thought were making these bad decisions also got into good colleges. Sure did. So one, of her, her wor- one of her enemies is going to Yale. Yes. One's going to work at Google. Just skipping the whole college yeah, thing. The yeah. one that repeated seventh grade twice. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole paradigm is shifted in her head because now she feels like everything she did, she did it wrong. Mm-hmm. She could have done both. Well, lucky for them, they got one night left. Sure do. And damn, they make <laughs> what a night out of it. Their quest is to make it to a party. Yes. Thrown by a young boy named Nick. Mm-hmm. And their goal is thwarted in multiple ways. So many at first. ways. So many glorious which ways. Makes for wonderful movie viewing. Fantastic. So but the, cinematic. So experience. But the, by the time they actually make it to the movie or make it to the uh, party, it's not even about the party anymore. No. It's about just this journey mm-hmm. that they go on. Yes. And yeah, hilarity ensues. It's the story of their friendship, which is awesome. It's the strong female friendship that's shown as realistic, but mm-hmm. not catty, and as being very. Um, important and powerful and how important that can be for someone which i thought was amazing absolutely yeah the whole thing from the whole time first of all i laughed through the entire thing she did indeed i could not stop laughing in (laughs) fact i grabbed amy a few times because i was laughing so hard that i that's something i do i will admit yes yeah yeah i can't i couldn't help myself it was wonderful yeah it's got some nice cameos by a few key people like jason sudeikis yes uh, who else? Jessica Williams, yes. Will Forte, yes, Lisa Kudrow, oh, yeah, yeah, so many great. They all yeah. signed on to this movie because they saw the genius that this was going to genius. be. Genius. And like Aaron said, it's about you know the the power of female friendship as you know the the thing that uh, that drives them. Yes. You know they're not like going to this party necessarily to hook up with anybody. They're not trying to like you know get wasted or, or do any of that. They're just trying to like show everyone that they are fun. Yes. They can have some fun. Yes. And what I also liked about it is that there is a, a moment in their friendship where they kind of have to take stock of why they are such good friends. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't based on one of them liking a guy that the other one liked or, you no. know, one of them getting invited on a date and the other didn't have anything to do with that. It had to do just with them, their lives and something between them, which is real, which is important. And you're right. You know what? It doesn't have to center on a guy. It centers on Molly and Amy. Mine, who are just an utter delight from the very start. The the opening scene <laughs> that I have now watched multiple times because we found a clip we online. We found a clip of the first six I minutes say, online. We, Amy did and yes. then sent it to me and I've delighted in it almost hourly since then. <laughs> Is a fantastic dance scene. Yeah. And I... Just to start the day. Just to start the day. Yes. And I will admit that some of the lines that Molly and Amy exchanged to each other, Aaron and I are now saying on a regular basis. Regular basis. All the time. All Mm -hmm. the time. Yes. So go see the movie to see what we're talking about. And like we said, utility player wise, Olivia Wilde. Wow. She picked a smart project. Mm -hmm. She knocked it out of the freaking park. I am really excited to see what she continues to do mm-hmm. as a director. I, I love that she chose this very female-centric story um, 
uh, as her first go. And yeah, it was wonderful. The, the uh, whole thing has a vibe to it, too, that I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we're talking a lot about the storyline and the acting. But to get back to Olivia Wilde being a utility player, the the actual camera work of it, mm-hmm. the whole kind of vibe, the, the soundtrack, yes. the visuals, everything that she does in that movie, you can tell is on purpose. Mm-hmm. But it all comes together. It creates this very unique experience that I thought... Really, I don't. If, I think if you didn't have that, it wouldn't rise to the level that it Absolutely. did. Absolutely. I mean, the humor is obviously going to come through, but not to. You know, it's just not going to be as powerful. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think this will be a classic, honestly, yes. for years to come. I yeah. think that a lot of young girls, especially, will mm-hmm. watch this um, growing up, and this will be their movie that you know mm-hmm. that they point to as like them and their friend or that you know yes. they're the movie to aspire to in right some ways. Yeah, yeah yeah and it's we've seen reviews and stuff where they're kind of trying to draw the parallel to yes. like the girl version of super bad no. and i almost hesitated to say that because i don't want to feed into that at all um because i don't think it's anything like that no. if you're going to compare it then you'd have to put super dad super dad super bad <laughs> at the bottom of the spectrum yeah and book smart at the top because this blows that out of the water which even jonah hill admitted yes he said so yes. jonah hill is the brother of one of the characters uh beanie feldstein and he said um in a in a post that mm-hmm. super bad was just nowhere near as good yeah. as this. yep in an interview yeah no like the real life brother not doesn't play the brother right, in the movie right. is the real life brother of one of the actresses and yeah he said there's i mean it's not even comparable and he's right it's not so right which makes me like jonah hill more so much more god you're smart jonah get it yeah yeah <laughs> Dang right, your sister did it better. (laughs) Yeah, so great. So there you have it, our first joint pick. Can you believe that? Well, there was going to be a joint pick. It had to be this. What's wonderful is as we're preparing for this episode, we're sort of texting each other. And around the same time, we both had the idea. What if we both talked about Booksmart? Yeah. Glorious, wonderful, joyful emotions followed wonderful emotions yeah. and then i watched that clip again and i laughed <laughs> and then everything was wonderful and then i went to taco bell who allowed <laughs> you to be this beautiful <laughs> yeah. who allowed you to be this good at a podcast <laughs> watch the movie and you'll get that yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you'll want to say it to everyone that you meet absolutely mm-hmm. and just say i missed you i missed you so much I missed you so much i just saw you 10 minutes ago but i miss you so much so much so much god just like you miss us every wednesday seriously you- oh my god you're right mm-hmm they like encapsulated how our listeners feel mm-hmm. for real. I think so. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So Olivia Wilde, you did that for us too. And you know what, listeners? The feeling's mutual. Oh, God, it is. I love our listeners so much. I do too. I love the fact that this was our second listener-suggested theme. Right? We haven't even hit 20 episodes, and we got two listeners suggesting a theme. I know. It's amazing. Which A, says our listeners are awesome. Yeah. We already know they have great taste. Oh, yeah. But it, they're also wicked smart. For sure they are. So, yeah. They are critical thinkers. They're <sighs> like, hey, thoughts. Yeah. This is what I want to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, done. 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 Challenge accepted. (laughs) And then mission accomplished. That's right. Yeah. So this was our episode. Utility players. Again, these were people that excelled in one field and then made us feel completely inadequate by turning to writing and just knocking it out of the park. Knocking it out of the park like it's no big deal. Let me just write this novel real quick and have it be awesome. Come on. I mean, we admire you so much, but we also kind of hate do. you a little bit. I do. Too. Yeah. yeah. It, it it can be mutually, you know. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you you all killed it. I mean, Angie you did. Kim, seriously. Wow. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, you can head to our website, broadsandbooks.com, 
check out all the recommendations we made in this episode. You bet you you can. Mm -hmm. And guess what else is on our website? What? There is some bonus material, what? bonus episodes. We got giving each other quizzes. Oh my God. We have I don't even remember interviewing this. each other. Oh. We have a gift guide and, and the most recent one, yeah. which was released maybe a week ago, mm -hmm. is a road trip special. That's right. How you to survive I, one. How to survive one. Mm -hmm. Our rules for it, mm -hmm. accompanied by playlists. I mean, that's all you need for a road trip. Yeah. Listen to it and then take it with you. Catch up on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Listen to our road trip playlist. So... <laughs> Yeah. If you don't have a good enough reason to go to the website, I can't help you. For those sure. are phenomenal reasons. And then, I mean, just listing or hearing all the things that Aaron was listing off, all the things we're doing for you, mm. all we ask in return, mm -hmm. give us a review. Please. Give us a rating. Yes. Give us a few words about how much you love us. And you know what that does? It brings us up in the ratings so we can keep doing this. So we can keep doing People can keep finding us. And if it makes you feel better, every time we get one, Amy and I do our oh own my dance. God. We do. We get so excited. So freaking excited. It means so much to us. It does. It's super fun, too, to try and figure out if we know the name. Mm -hmm. So many times we don't. And, and we're that like, means this so is much. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It is. It's all the crap. So you're I giving need. us. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving us joy that's better than hard drugs. Yes. Yeah. And just like we mentioned, this was a listener idea. We've had the other one with the classics. If you got some theme ideas or you have some question or some books you'd like to hear about, even if it's a half-baked idea, For sure. we'll finish baking it. We'll run with it. Send it. Yeah. We Bring will it on bake in. it to golden goodness. Golden perfection. No <laughs> soggy bottoms here. <laughs> You can bring us those half-baked or fully-baked ideas mm -hmm. on Facebook, on Twitter, on our Instagram, or our website, where you can email us directly. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're, they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Cause their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> and because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.